then here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Hello there, Hawkeye fans, and welcome to the Rapid Reaction Podcast here on Hawk Fanatic. I am Rob Howe, joined by Joe Von Johnson and Jordan Kanzeri, former Hawkeyes. It is Saturday, September 16th, just before 7 p.m. Central Time. We're going to have some reaction here to the 41 to 10 Western Michigan victory today at Kinnick Stadium. Only one delay, which was nice. Kind um, of give an overview of what we saw in the non conference season as we get ready for the Hawkeyes to head into conference play next week in state college against Penn State. So we're going to have to clean some things up, as they like to say, heading into that game. But, uh, can't be better than 3-0 and after three games, and that's what the Hawkeyes are. Saw some good signs today, some more concerns that, you know, wonky, uneven performance now and then. But uh, at the end of the day, 3-0, and um, as I like to do with these guys, I like to get let them kind of have an open floor and give you on kind of what they saw today and just an overview. I think I started, started with Joe Vaughn uh, the first time we did it, so I will start with Jordan this time. I got this. Yeah, you know, definitely just pop the second place over to you. Yeah, better than that to start the season. Uh, I think the offensive line great we can prove Seven nothing Michigan. Here's tonight's champions mindset presented by Hampton by Hilton. It's already unfolded here for the Falcons. Big Mike's mistakes. Got the, uh, who's got the game on? That's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can hear the uh, hear the <laughs> No, you're good, Jordan. Roll that again. I think you kind of cut out a little bit. No, I mean, uh, just saying, uh, you can't get better than starting off three and zero. Just saw a lot of great improvements. Offensive line looked great. You know, I know we'll touch on it. The rushing game was there, and you know, defense to again hold under fourteen. Just everything you want in an outcome. Uh, injuries wise, you know, not, but. You know, to again just start off three. You know, the the guys got to be happy. Yeah, we'll talk about the unfortunate injury to Luke Lachey here in a minute, but want to give Jovan the stage here to uh, express his feelings on what he saw today. 
Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off of what Jordan said, you know, anytime you start the season three and zero against no matter who you play, you know that that's a big deal because you know non conference games are tricky because you don't really see those guys, you don't you don't know what to expect from those guys, but um, you always want to come out of those non conference games healthy, um, and with Luke Lachey going down. You know, that that might be a concern uh, in the tight end room. But, you know, I know we call like to call Iowa tight end you. So I know they got some guys that can fill in and, and take over. But, you know, I was impressed defensively for sure. Uh, impressed, you know, and they they got to limit the big plays. But, you know, they, they definitely were they were outstanding. Again, the run game looked amazing. Um, obviously, you play Western Michigan. You know, you should dominate up front, but um, you know, overall I thought that thought the offense looked good. You know, we could get some uh a better completion percentage from uh Cade McNamara, but you know, all in all, when you're able to run the ball, that that typically opens up the pass. So you want to see a little bit better uh pass game. Um but other than that, I thought they looked well and I, I'm looking forward to next week against Penn State. Yeah, some numbers for folks here before we dive in a little bit more. 254 yards on the ground, net rushing, 43 carries, 5.9 yards per carry, uh, 11 for 22, passing two touchdowns, two interceptions, 133 yards. Um, What did you see, Jordan, that looked better? Obviously, opponent, there's context, there's nuance to it, but you can only go against who you're going against. And Iowa ran the ball well today. What kind of progress did you have you seen kind of week to week with that running game? Well, I mean, we know just from week one that they were having some thoughts and some key positions on the line that they were trading back and forth with. But just seems, at least today, again, uh, going against Western Michigan, but the consistency of didn't matter the running back that kind of took hold did well um you know is even real nice at the end to see white uh get it in for a touchdown and that stat about his family was pretty cool too but it's just again when when you have multiple running backs that can go in and be successful that just tells you that the line um are communicating they're moving bodies and just uh getting the job done so it was definitely really good to see and LaShawn he just ran hard downhill, uh, didn't try to do too much, just trusted the holes that were there and um, one cut downhill. And again, he had himself a day. So it was real good to see. Obviously, as a running back, love to see when the run game goes off. Yeah, I'm sure Brian White was smiling in the stands, seeing his son carried into the end zone. Cedar Rapids Kennedy head coach, good, one of the better programs in the state of Iowa and uh, had to feel good to see his, his son taken into the end zone. Jovan, you, uh, I'm going to throw the offensive line question at you. You know, after the first week, we talked about it. They just, there weren't enough holes there, um, you know, not consistently, um, but it was better last week and it looked better this this week. Thoughts on the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, anytime at a, at a vital position like offensive line, it takes time to gel. You know, building that chemistry and that relationship, understanding the guys next to you on both sides, the right side and the left side, you know, how you guys are working together. Because a lot of times in the Iowa scheme, you're getting combo blocks, you know, up to backers and things like that. Um, 
So that that stuff takes time, you know, learning how to communicate with different players, um, you know, who's coming off, who's staying on and things like that. That's stuff that they practice, uh, but it takes reps and it takes time for that stuff to start to gel. And over the past three weeks, we've seen a dramatic improvement uh, in how those guys have been able to operate together. Yeah, I agree. Starting to gel at the right time. They're going to need those guys again next week uh, in state college. Quarterback play, guys, um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, and I think we have to give a little bit of a mulligan here. My man, Cade, missed a lot of camp. He's This is kind of his training camp, and you can kind of see just kind of um, trying to get on the same page as his receivers. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. Jordan, does he look comfortable? Is What are you seeing from Cade McNamara? I mean, I would say it's it's a little difficult where, you know, certain times you do think he is, and especially his demeanor he holds and, you know, how he even um, speaks and holds himself off the field as well. You, you definitely have the feeling that he's comfortable. But, you know, again, in the game, he missed some throws that definitely – would have thought he'd be able to hit. And again, he it's not like the run game was there, but I do think pass wise, you know, he he got hit a little too much than uh, you know, I'm sure Kirk uh Ference was comfortable with. But again, it's just little things like that where, you know, from the first week with him having to bounce out because because of his quad and you know, even Iowa State, it was, you know, we got the win, but offensively still wasn't like a big field day. So, you know, I still think there's just growth. And with a day like today with the running game kind of opening things up, hopefully they'll kind of find that middle ground for both going forward. But, um, yeah, I would say it's probably 50-50. Jovan, to you on this one, you know, the early in the season, it was obviously with the quad, they, they weren't boots that, you know, bootlegs. They, they were trying to keep them in the pocket and keep them protected. Today, he picked up a first, first down with his legs on a third down. Nice run there. Seems like he's getting some of his mobility back. He seems like one of those quarterbacks that may be more effective on the move a little bit, not running, but just kind of rollouts, boots, stuff like that. Could you see that being the case? Yeah, for sure. He he's a a, a field general, uh, but I think his mobility is what kind of separates him from the rest of the guys that we've seen in Iowa since dating back to Drew Tate and Brad Banks and those types of guys. He has the ability to move and make things happen on the move. Um, not that he's a, a excellent runner or anything like that, but guys that can utilize their legs to extend plays, you know, give you an escape lane and, and get out of the pocket and, and make things happen. You know, he's that kind of guy. But when you're dealing with a quad injury, you know, sometimes people are questioning, like, why is it, why isn't he running or why isn't he doing this and why isn't he doing that? But they don't understand, like, that quad is is something that's going to be on your mind and it's going to keep you kind of hesitant to do things that you are normally used to doing. Um, but we are, we're starting to see him again. He didn't really do much training camp wise. So we're starting to see him take some strides and, and get familiar with the receivers that he has and things like that. And the run game obviously helps that a lot. Yeah, that's a good point too. Just the chemistry you talked earlier about the chemistry on the offensive line and those guys getting used to, you know, the actions of the other guys. 
And I think you see that too. Sometimes he's on the same page with the receivers and sometimes he's a hair off and maybe, you know, it just takes a couple, some more reps and that's, that stuff will click in. Jovan, I'll stick with you on, uh, Jamari Harris hadn't played, I think, since the bowl game again, the Cap One Bowl again, the first Kentucky Bowl game, like way back. Mm-hmm. He missed all of last year, the first two games this year, and they went at him. And, you know, that makes sense. You're not going to go at Cooper DeSheen. You're going to go after the other guy. And they went at him. I don't know what you saw in that first deep ball. I think it was a 60-yard pass. You just don't see Iowa's defense give up plays like that very often. Yeah, you you don't. And, you know, when you're on the other side of the field from Cooper DeGene, you got to think and know in your mind that teams are going to come at you um, because you you got a guy that's a preseason All-American, you know, all these different accolades and things like that. They're going to probably stay away from him as much as they can. Um, So Jamari just has to understand, you know, the spotlight's going to be on you and you have to be ready to perform. And, you know, when you give up deep balls, obviously you don't never want to give up the deep ball. You know, one thing about Iowa's defense is they they are very successful because they don't give up the plus 15-yard plays. And uh, those deep balls obviously come back to bite you. Um, but I'm sure he's he's another guy who hasn't played in a long time, you know, trying to get his feet underneath him. And, and that was just kind of one of those instances where, you know, you 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 get thrown in the fire, and and then how you respond to that. So we'll we'll see how he does going forward. Um, but I would keep a, keep a short leash on that and be ready to go back to the other young kid that was out there because he performed pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought Deshaun Lee looked real good those first two games, and they little bit different game plan. Those were short passing teams those first two weeks. Seemed like Western mm-hmm. Michigan was more willing to take some shots over the top. Jordan, um, pass rush again, and this to build on that point, the pass rush the first few weeks was a little bit inconsistent, but it was short passing games. You were playing against teams that were trying to get the ball out quick. Thought it was better today. Thought more more pressure on the opposing quarterback and disrupted them more. Yeah, I mean, uh, more pressure, guys getting to the ball quick. Again, um, I think the stat said it was the sixth in a row non-conference team held under 14 points like that again like you uh, what Jovan said earlier that you know when you face teams not that you're used to you have to expect that they're going to throw things at you you haven't seen before and um, again just unorthodox but for them to still do a great job in holding them at 10 points um, just says enough. So I, I really do think again that on all fronts, you could see that the um, offense, defense, and even special teams. My man Taylor just still doing his thing. Um, <laughs> in all areas, took steps forward. Eight different receivers caught passes today. Um, Stephen Stilianos, uh, the third team tight end, led two catches for twenty nine yards. Uh, we mentioned LaShawn Williams, uh, 12 carries for 145. That's a 12.1 average. That's pretty good. Kamari Moulton, true freshman from Florida, saw his first action of the season. Eight carries for 50 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, nice way to break in. Terrell Washington Jr., another true freshman from Texas, 
six carries for 31 yards. So the top three backs, all over five yards a carry. Love to see that. Jazz Patterson um, got in there early. Uh, just didn't have, just, I don't know, couldn't get him, couldn't get himself going. And it's a position where I was very deep and that doesn't mean jazz won't come back soon and play well. And Caleb Johnson won't come back. It's just a very healthy position right now. And that's a, that's a good thing for Iowa. I'm going to take a break here. Want to let folks know that support for this podcast comes from systems unlimited celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East central Iowa A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at SUI.org. A couple more spots. We'll hear from a couple more sponsors here. And uh, we'll be back on the other side. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Hi, this is A.J. Perez, Managing Partner at Deary Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Waukee and Iowa City. I'm so proud of our team at both locations. We are committed to one thing, giving our customers the absolute best when it comes to service and a car buying experience, the kind of experience that brings you back. What makes us different? We believe at Deary, we don't just sell cars, we help people buy them. Do you need a great electrical contractor or fire and water restoration specialist? Well, contact Lance Bolin at LB Electric and LJ Construction in North Liberty. Lance has served the corridor for many years and is ready to help you. Call Lance Bolin at 319-640-1116. That's 319-640-1116. Or visit LJ underscore construction on Instagram for licensed and insured electrical work, fire and water restoration, and remodeling. And we're back. Uh, Hawkeye fans, if you're looking for something to decorate your Hawkeye room at home, at the office, whatever, you got to check out underthekitchen.square.site. That is underthekitchen.square.site. Randy Ingalls' artwork can be found there. Tim Dwight, Spencer Lee, Keegan and Chris Murray, bunch of former Hawkeyes uh, he has images of, and uh, they're reasonably priced and come with certificates of authenticity. So check out Randy Ingalls' artwork at underthekitchen.square.site. Joining led us into the break with the special teams conversation. I thought the perfect complimentary football. We talk, we hear the coach talk about the complimentary football tour blue in the face, and uh, or he's blue in the face. But the punt down to the one, the defense holds short field, LaShawn Williams touchdown. It was like boom, boom, boom. And I thought that kind of gave Iowa the spark it needed, Jovan. Um, it, it seems like the defense and the special teams are still right there, still really super good. Going into the Big Ten, it's just a matter of can this offense be good enough to complement those two consistently? That's the I think that's the key. We've seen flashes so far. Can it do it consistently? Yeah, I mean, you anytime going into Big Ten play, you want to have your defense and your special teams on point. I mean, it's it's a three phase football game, but defensively and special teams wise, it's a lot easier to kind of gel a lot sooner than it is offensively when you have uh, moving parts. But I think our defense at Iowa is, is good enough, and our special teams is good enough to allow the offense time to just get their their traction going. Uh, but you would like to see those guys 
you know, clicking on all cylinders, but it, it's, it's going to take, you know, you can't expect it to happen in quarter of uh, first quarter of the uh, Penn state game, but you know, you expect it to be coming soon. So I think they're going to be, they're going to be doing just fine. You should, do you hear him compliment the offense and say it takes longer to learn offense than defense, Jordan? It does. We have we have <laughs> a lot less terminology, a lot less calls and all of that stuff. We play Iowa playing the defense with practically one coverage the whole year. The irony with that is, Jordan, is everybody thinks they can coach offense. Everybody's an offensive coordinator, right? Nobody nobody <laughs> says, oh, I would have called this defense. Everybody's like, oh, I would have called this on offense. So um, you seeing the same <laughs> things, though, just kind of that almost a methodical improvement, development here through the first three weeks? I mean, yeah, it's it's – Again, just stats show Western Michigan or not. They said it was the highest uh, points we've scored since 2021 against Maryland. So, yeah, that night game at Maryland. Yeah, so, you know, that's obviously <laughs> a good step forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, Cade will just continue to get more comfortable. Um, we got – a lot of different people touching the football. So that means all of those individuals will just continue to gain confidence. So I, I do think we are in a much better position offensively going into the big 10 than we have been in the past two years. So um, uh, that definitely is just good to know and good to feel, but you know, the test, as we said, is next week. So I think I think it'll it'll be in a place that the defense again just for what Parker does will have them in the right positions. Um Illinois played Penn State well, so you know, I I'll put our defense against theirs any day. So again, our offense just has to make plays when they get put in those positions and hopefully special teams can help out again. Um but yeah, like the example you gave, it's it's just the perfect um scenario perfect telltale of like what the three sides of the football are supposed to do in co- in complementary in complementary so so you know just hope it all transitions into next week Jovan, I don't know if you guys caught this on TV Brian Ferentz kind of got a little upset there at the, end of the first half through the headset Got in McCade a little bit. That was the, the interception, I think, in the end zone where he missed an open guy. You know, I, I'm sure he's getting ripped on social media because everybody loves to rip Ryan, but Iowa played better after that. You need that. I mean, as a player, you need that. Sometimes you don't understand that that you're not performing to the best of your ability until your coach chews you out and lets you know that you can be better. So you need, he needed that, um, you know, and I deal with that same sort of situation with my quarterback uh, right now is, you know, sometimes you see things that are, are there and then, you know, you go away from it, you know, like trust your instinct, trust your arm, do what you need to do, get the ball to the guys you need to get it to. But it was, it was good to see Brian actually show some emotion and chew into the quarterback a little bit and then him play better after that. Your your thoughts on that, Jordan? I know being a head coach now, you have to probably um, have a read on what kids can take, you know, what kids can handle that type of coaching and what, what kids can't. 
I, I haven't been around Kate a lot just since he got here, but he seems like a kid that's kind of wired to handle that. And it looked like it, it helped him. Yeah. I mean, you, when you are around certain individuals for a long enough time, you do start to realize how they can kind of take certain criticisms and how you can talk to them. You know, some, just just to be straight honest, I mean, some coaches, they're just hot-headed. Uh, they just like to yell. But um, Brian Ferentz, you know, knowing him, he is a guy that will talk to you calm, cool, collective, but, you know, he'll he'll rip you when he needs to. And the one thing even at to, for the touchdown with White that, you know, as soon as it happened, one of my thoughts was I bet there's going to be people online saying, oh, he's just trying to run up the score for that average of his – but when it's fourth down, that close to the end zone, kicking a field goal would still boost that average or whatever. But when you know the story of that kid and that walkthrough and what he's put himself through for that program, he deserved a chance for a touchdown. So it's like little things like that that people might question and, you know, think that it's with the wrong motive. But you know, I, I was again real happy to see that that deserving uh, player um, White get in there, and yeah, he's he's definitely putting in the guys in the right scenarios, um, ripping Cade when he needs to, and like you said, after that they played a lot better. So you know, you can't you can't. Um, there's not much negativity to really like point out on his on his leadership today. Yeah, and I know we're going to have to deal with this 25 points a game bullshit all year, and I'm I'm growing tired of it already. I think you guys can speak to this as well. Kirk Ferentz would be fine if they scored 22 points a game as long as they won 10, 11, 12 games. I don't think they're – my opinion of this coming into the season, Jovan, is – they're they're not motivated by having – they're not looking at, hey, we're scoring this many points a game. They're looking at what do we need to do, to, as we talked about earlier, to put the three phases together to complement each other so we can win as many games as possible. Would you be surprised if, you, if, if Kirk Ferentz says, I'm motivated to make sure that we score 25 points a game because that's what everybody's watching? I don't think he's wired that way. I, I know knowing Kirk – and knowing most of the guys on the staff, they're they're okay with wins and losses. Like if if they're winning, it don't matter how ugly it might be. If it's seventeen ten defensive battle, pe- I mean, people have to understand. Iowa have has traditionally been a defensive oriented dominant team. So yes, there's been there's been a lot of electric offensive guys. And they've had some years where offensively they've been outstanding. But the defense is what makes the team go. So winning a game 10-7 or 21-14 or whatever the case may be, it's not about how many points you necessarily put on the other opponent. But, you know, in the minds of of others outside of, of the football world, they don't all they see is how many points they're scoring. They don't understand that. You know, these guys are on scholarship just as well as Iowa players. They're just they're good players who got scholarships to play college football as well. So you got to understand it's it's not easy to go out there and just put up 25 points every week. Like that's 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 a, the bare minimum for what they want 
um, him to try to do. But that's not easy to get done. Like, it's not like every college football program scoring 25 points or more every week. Like, that, that's that's impossible to have that number be the standard of, of what you expect out of the offense. A couple more points here, and I'll let you guys roll. First of all, we missed last week. We couldn't get our uh, schedules to line up. But I just wanted to let each of you guys talk about Coach Ferentz, and, and, you know, now that you're in the coaching business, I'm sure you have even a greater appreciation for what the guy's been able to accomplish. Uh, 200 wins, Jovan, uh, in college football is it's tough to even comprehend. Yeah, super amazing. Like, a, such a surreal moment, um, you know, just as a player that's played under his tutelage and, you know, his leadership and command understanding how he's wired and, and, you know, just the way he's all about the players and, and how, you know, the program's doing and things like that. Like it was such an amazing thing for him to get his 200 win and it'd be against Iowa state to bring the trophy back to Iowa. So, you know, I text him after the game and, and just told him congratulations and, and how proud of him I am. And, you know, and, and it's just one of those moments, you know, milestones of his career that, you know, when you get to that point, you know, you know, you're you've been trending in the right direction because 200 wins are hard to come by. Yeah, Jordan, your thoughts on that? Obviously, you and Jovan both took over high school programs where you're trying to rebuild. And that's what Coach Ferentz did back in 1999. And he built it and has sustained it. So it's it's really an interesting it's really a, a model that I think most coaches would love to have. Yeah, and it's. It's one of those scenarios where comprehension of the game itself is like kind of layers. And if you're a person who just loves football and loves to watch it, but you've never played, you can still care and you could still like be invested, but you only have a certain understanding once you're like fully enveloped and dedicated your life to the game. And then if you get into coaching, it's like you can say all that you want to, hope all that you want to, but then reality sits in where, you know, the game ain't fair. It doesn't matter how nice you are, as good of a person you are, winning is what matters. And especially when you're on a platform of college football, that high level, um, everything televised, everything put out into the open. Uh, one of the announcers even said and um, that he asked Kirk about, you know, he said he didn't mean it to sound rude, but he just like, why do you still do this? Like, why are you still doing this when you play, you've coached long enough, you've done enough, you've been through so much ups and downs of the program. But again, it's just a testament to, um, him caring one about the tradition, the program, but then two, just for the people that come through. So, like, as Jovan said, he can text them. I can text him. Um, last bowl game, I got the chance to go do chapel down there and got to talk to him. And just, you know, you could just tell when you tell him about things you're doing for your life, how it's it's not just like a fake face of just saying, oh, good. Like, he, he really does care. 
and to now be a high school head coach in a in a definitely rebuilding program, it's just the pressure of having those many individuals underneath your wing and your responsibility and it just really again just widens your perspective of an admiration of a a guy like Kirk uh to again just what he has done as a coach and the people's lives he's affected so you know it's just different things like that that really this year has opened my eyes for and appreciated a lot more and just hopefully you know I can do somewhat of the success he's done for Iowa here at my school. Next step is next Saturday in state college. Um, Hey, maybe it's another six, four game. Hey, that that he'll, he'll be fine if they win it six to four out. And you remember that Joe Vaughn. I played in that game. That was, that that game was crazy. Six Um, to four. Six to four. Um, Yeah, that was That was the the week his his dad passed away too. So there was a lot of emotion with that game, and obviously that's one of those games in his career that I think everybody remembers just because of the extenuating circumstances and then the oddness of a six to four score. Jovan, obviously I was the underdog next week. It's in State College. It's a night game. I don't know if it's a whiteout, but there's going to be over a hundred k. What are some things you think? need to happen for Iowa to be able to pull off this upset? They just have to start fast. Um, you know, you don't want to get behind, especially behind by by a large margin early. Um, they got to start fast, try to establish the run, get the passing game kind of going a little bit, and just be able to control the, to control the tempo of the game. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. Um, but they just have to play within, within their, within their own skin. Like, don't let the, the, the environment kind of overtake you and, and, you know, suck you in. As long as you can stay focused out there and, and understand what the task is and, and execute the biggest, that, that'll be the biggest thing. How well will they execute in those, in that environment? Um, and then defensively, just play outstanding defensive football. You know, keep the scores down. Don't give up the big play, and I think I think they'll give themselves a chance to win without a doubt. Yeah, it's a tough challenge, Jordan. They've got a pair of really good running backs. Uh, the the young quarterback is really good. So the pressure that Iowa showed today, able to get on the quarterback, that's going to be important next week as well. Um, what are some keys for you, Jordan, um, in terms of uh, Iowa being able to pull off the upset next week? I mean, just showing even what we did today, putting pressure on the quarterback. He's he's good, but again, he is young. Um, where if any sort of momentum shifts, we got to be able to take that and use it to our advantage. And the big thing, especially going into a hostile environment like that and going against a team like that, limited turnovers and having to make the plays that are there for us. So. You know, if Cade puts the ball on the money, we, a receiver, tight end in the end zone, can't drop it. Or if it's a big uh, third down conversion, it can't drop it. It's just like little things like that that you can't expect you'll get again. So you've got to take advantage of every play that comes your way. And, and uh, again, make sure that when we have the ball, we, we hold on to it and 
defense just does what they do. But I trust Phil, trust Coach Ferentz. I, I again, I, I I think we we fuel ourselves off of those types of environments too. So I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, no doubt. Iowa seems to relish the underdog role, and that will be the role next week. Probably the national talking heads will give them no chance to win against uh, what is now seventh-ranked Penn State. We'll see if they move up at all. I haven't seen what else happened around the country, but uh, that is a 6.30 central time kickoff if you're in Iowa, if you're out in State College, 7.30 Eastern time. So, Get there early. The traffic in and out of that place is a pain in the ass. So if you're going to State College, make sure you give yourself plenty of time. Want to thank these guys again for their expertise for another week, and we'll figure out what we're going to do next week with that late late game, whether we're able to get together after the game or uh, we do something Sunday morning. But we will let you folks know where we will appear and where we'll recap that game. Uh, Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back to talk to you after the next game.